Hello and welcome to the NLCC Sermon Podcast. In a moment, we'll listen in on a message from our Sunday morning worship service. But first, if this is your first time tuning into NLCC, we would love for an opportunity to get to know you and walk with you in your faith journey. If you're interested in connecting with this church, head to our website, northliberty.cc, and hit the I'm New button or use the links in the description. Our goal is to help you experience the transformational power of God in your life. And we hope and pray that you find that in this message. It's amazing. I just love all the new technology. I love all the old technology too, Ron. You know, it's it's a blessing for me to come back to this place and with this people and realize what God has been doing in all these years. Um, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but since the beginning of the North Liberty Church, there's been a consistent challenge of knowing and doing God's will. Now we were here 54 years ago, how many were here 54 years ago? There's a few of you that were. How many of I know some of you I married. All the good looking ones, would you raise your hand? Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's important too. And in all of the things that we did as a people here at North Liberty Church, uh, I remember coming to this place and and uh, meeting with the elders, and uh, one of my favorite places uh, happened to be over at uh, the Wentz House. I always enjoyed that. Uh, Barney and Helen, uh, they invited us first for an evening meal with all of the all of the glorified elders and some of you are still here and some of you aren't but most of you aren't but some of you are are friends of ours for many many years and what can I say I followed a man who uh, and I just found out today where's Chris did did he leave oh he's up there in the in the back and Chris told me that S.R. Johnston was his great-grandfather. Am I right? Great-grandfather. And we followed S.R. Johnston uh, in preaching. Well, that was interesting in and of itself because he was old and I was young, and I do mean young. (laughs) Uh, Mary Gail and I, Mary Gail, would you stand up, please, so that the people can see you? Uh, Mary Gale is my wife, and she's the one with the cane down here, and I get whacked with it quite a bit. (laughs) But uh, she and I were only married two months when we came down here to quote-unquote try out to see if if North Liberty was uh, a good place for us to be. Uh, my preaching professor suggested that the church had a rich past, which it did, and a promising future, 
Then I called my pastor, and Pastor Dick, uh, he had some words to me that were prophetic. He said to me, Tom, I want you to find out what the vision of the church is. What is the vision of this church to which you might go and become pastor? And I listened to Dick, and as soon as we were done up here on that Sunday morning, we went home to Indianapolis, and I had a long conversation with him. And I thought about the many conversations that I had with the elders uh, here at North Liberty. And uh, I found this place to be a place that was gracious, maturing its kids, bringing forth great music, and that was important to them, and it still is, you can tell. And it would prove to be a nurturing place, not only for a family that we would raise, but for the families that would come here and be worshiping with us. With every holiday, every holiday, we were invited somewhere to go and celebrate with the people of North Liberty Church. You see, my, my folks lived in Indianapolis, Mary Gales lived in Minnesota, and uh, that's a long, a long way between the two. We learned a lot. With each holiday, God gave us ways of being thankful. He helped us to understand the joy of it all, being a part of the body of Christ. Now, if you were looking for a great theological sermon today, you ain't going to get it. Now, you can leave that for Tim when he's up here. But I'll tell you one thing. I've learned how to be thankful because your preacher took the time to call repeatedly and ask questions and encourage and I have had the opportunity to be a part of that. And now with a new, uh, a, a new change that's about to kind of move along, you know, uh, Tim's getting old too. <laughs> You're not that old, but I got more hair than you do. <laughs> and uh, we're, looking at, we're looking at what does God want for the next preacher to be like. I'm not sure, but if it has anything to do with the history of this church, whoever comes, is, maybe he's not gonna be a Charles Richmond, maybe he's not gonna be a Tom Jones, maybe he's just gonna be him. And God will bless you by listening to the words that he speaks. You see, we live in uncertain times. That's my message for you today. 
I, I like the, whoever put the, the service together uh, and said it's not unusual, yes it is. It is unusual that we would depend upon God as much as we do. Need I say that people are more difficult as well these days. How many of you have not met anybody that uh, you always agreed with? I haven't. You know, I don't even agree with my wife all the time. And she surely does not agree with me. I learned that uh, after about two months. You know, one, of the first, one of the first comments that was made to us when we, when we decided to take the, the uh, ministry here was an interesting quote from a, I'm not, I'm not even sure who, who uh, made it, but they called up and said, what color would you like the bathroom to be? Now, if that's the biggest thing in your, in your book of tricks, we're thankful. I don't know what color we made it, dear. Do you? Blue. Okay. Well, that, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> but the one thing that I am thankful for is we faced a lot of challenges. We faced the challenge of when we moved out here of a, of a contractor that really didn't want to work with us. And had it not been for people like, uh, like Dan and the Casers and all of the, and all of the group that came uh, with the Henrys, I don't think we would have made that building what it was. You know, it was interesting to me that, that I think that's down here somewhere, isn't it? All covered up now. Thank God. You don't have to get out on the roof and, and uh, take care of uh, air conditioning. And it's all down there somewhere. And it's been three different places here. How many of you know how many places it was at Harrison and Jefferson? Oh, really? I know something you don't. Two. Originally, there was a church that was a little white church house that sat at the corner of Harrison and Jefferson Street, and they eventually tore it down, and they made a church that was solid, out of brick, right here. About three years ago, maybe a little more than that, our oldest son was passing through North Liberty and he passed by the church and he noticed the bricks were falling off of the top of the building and he picked up one of them and brought it home to me. He says, Dad, he says, I think you need one of these. And it's been sitting on the shelf in my library ever since. But it's also a good reminder that things change, but it's the glue that matters. It's the glue that matters. It's 
what holds us together as God's children. And I believe that that is a sense of thankfulness. Aren't you tired of people that live life with such callous disregard that they take life without a sense that others might just care, let alone God? Doesn't bother you when people cannot be trusted to be honest in the workplace, let alone in the government? And if that were not enough, the efforts to control our health and our safety have been used to tell people what's acceptable in the course of life and death. Hmm. There's a question that's posed in the New Testament, and it's pretty much across the board in Paul's writings. When Jesus comes, will he find faith? Can I ask you that question? Do you think when Jesus comes that he will find faith in God? In the people of God? My question entirely. Will his people be leading lives of quiet character? working with their hands, behaving themselves in a way that the world would recognize Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, today we're going to read some scripture and hopefully find out. I'd like for you to, if you would, to pick up your Bibles and turn to the fifth chapter of First Thessalonians where we're going to pick up chapter 5, verse 1, and begin to read and read what God said through the Apostle Paul. And I don't want you to miss this because this is, it's great instruction for us as God's people. Brothers, about the times we really don't need to write to you, you know very well the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, and while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them, and suddenly as labor pains and on a pregnant, pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you brothers, you're not in darkness so that that day should surprise you like a thief. You're all sons of light, sons of the day, we do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, don't be like the others who are asleep. Let's be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let's be self-controlled. Let's put on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as, in fact, you are doing. And then, 
The final instructions are so important that I don't want you to miss them, especially in reference to the thanksgiving that we just experienced. Now we ask you, brothers, respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, who admonish you, hold them in the highest regard because of the love and because of their work. Live in peace with each other. We urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle and encourage the timid. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. How many of us can say that? That we're patient with everybody? We should be able to. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always. Now, this is where it gets really tough, folks. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will concerning you in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't treat prophecy with contempt. Test everything. Hold to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. And may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be joined together and be comforted until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Foundational to the church is not a brick. It's not even the mortar that goes between the bricks to hold it together. Because we are the mortar that holds it together. Let me say that again. We are the mortar that holds it together. But it's based upon our sanctification in Jesus Christ. And there are three things that are mentioned here that I don't want us to, to, to pass up on. First of all is rejoicing entirely, always, at all times. We're to let others know what we believe because the Lord is near, says Philippians 4, 8. We're supposed to let other people know why we believe what we believe. Rejoice. What do you got to be thankful for this, this year? Did you do that at Thanksgiving? How many of you do that at Thanksgiving? Yeah, a few of you. You get together and uh, once you've killed the, killed the beast and roasted it, nothing like roast beast, especially if you happen to have the family all together. And then do you get together and do you talk about the things that you've been blessed with in the last year? Think about that for a moment. 
My family is very much that way. This year, it was just Grandma and I. I call her Grandma because we've got great-grandchildren now. Two of them. They're better looking than any of our kids ever were. <laughs> and we're blessed. And we also have two new great-grandpuppies. Don't ask me to ask a blessing on those beagles. I had beagles all the time. I was growing up in my grandfather's house, and it wasn't worth it. But I enjoyed one thing. We were able to be blessed because we were together. And we usually uh, take the time out, no matter where we are, to phone one another and just see how we're doing. How are you doing? What's going on? And we have the mixed multitude in our, in our, in our house because some of us are God's people and we believe in the Green Bay Packers. Some of us are heathen and we still believe in the Vikings. And uh, my daughter happens to be just across town from us and she's a Vikings fan and we're not sure how that happened. But we do know this. We have fun with it. And Grandma and I have been up to Green Bay to many games to, to see how God's, God's people with the G uh, react. And this year it was not good. But we do have other things to be thankful for. Wisconsin beat Minnesota yesterday. God bless him. We rejoice when a new baby is born, we rejoice when one of his saints goes home to be with God. And that's hard. You know, I've been thinking all week, I've been thinking about you, Tim, your family, and uh, losing another one that is special to you. That's difficult. But we rejoice that God has a place for his people. Rejoice, says Paul in Philippians 4. And again, I will tell you this, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto men, because you see why? The Lord is at hand. Let God's people voice what they're happy about. You know, what are you happy about today? Somebody, somebody might say, well, I'm happy that, that the old preacher is still able to preach. Well, okay, good luck. Some of you might say, well, I'm happy that you have a little bit of memory left. Yeah, I'm glad I've got a little bit of memory left too. I had a number of people come up to me today and, and say, well, you know what? You married us. Oh, I said, I'm sorry. 
But God knows how much we care about one another. You know, one, one of the things I'll, I will say, the last, the last year we were here, uh, which was uh, 77, I believe, that winter was nasty. You, you remember 1977? How many of you were around in 1977? Yeah, okay. We used to have three buses sitting out on the side between here and the parsonage. And those buses were just absolutely overwhelmed with snow that year. And I can still remember Tom Mulkey bringing down his five-yard loader from work and opening spots so that we could get the buses out and we could still do bus ministry and bring kids to church. And everybody thought we were nuts, and we were. But we could rejoice because God's people made the way for others to come here. You know, I'm looking around today and I see the reason that I came to North Liberty. And that is this, so I could rejoice with you today. And God has blessed that. The second thing that he said was uh, pray without ceasing. Jesus uh, mentioned uh, that in his letter to his disciples and talking to his disciples. He taught his disciples a parable and he said that they should always pray and never give up. He said there was a certain judge who didn't fear God, could care less about men, and there was a widow in that town who just kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice. For some time he refused, but finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care for men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice because she's going to wear me out. Sometimes I think that's just the way elders behave. We need to pray without ever giving up because we know God is in it. I pray for you often. I listen to, to Tim often. Now that surprises you, doesn't it? Why? Because I believe God would have us support one another. Pray without ceasing. What are the next things that this church needs to be? And then the final element is one that I particularly enjoyed. It says, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There are very few places in the New Testament 
Well, there's quite a few, actually. But say it this way. This is God's will for you. This is what God wants you to do. And if you came here for one thing and one thing alone today, it is this. We need to give God thanks in everything. That's his will for us. It's interwoven in the sense of his peace. And if it's his will, our lives should look like his. In everything, give God a sense of your care. I've been reading, uh, how many of you like to read devotional books? Any of you? Some of you? Okay. One of my favorites, if you, if you haven't picked him up yet, Paul David Tripp is great. I've bought, a, I've bought, bought some uh, books for my wife for uh, devotional reading, and one of these contained this quote from Paul David Tripp. Our job is not to fret about the future, but to submit to the call of God's word and trust that he will lead us where he wants us to be. Let me, let me read that one more time for you. Our job is not to worry about the future, but to submit to the call of God's word and trust that he will lead us where he wants us to be. These are foundational truths. And these foundational truths are ones that we should always believe in. Well, I picked out one other piece that I think you might enjoy. If you are a person who knows how to give thanks, then do this. Do all the good you can, by all the means that you can, in all the ways that you can, in all the places that you can, at all the times that you can, to all the people that you can, and may I say it to all of you who are getting older, do it for as long as you can. Do it for as long as you can. Now, some of you may not know how old I am. Most of you don't care. I really don't care either. We were commenting today, you know, I've been married 54 years, but uh, I'm 77 years of age. And I've had a lot of people that have done a lot of good things to me. I've had some people that have been very, very mean to me. None of them here. What I've had here has been nothing but short, nothing but anything of a blessing. Trust the body of Christ. 
Listen to the body of Christ. Bless the body of Christ. And after all is said and done, honor the Lord Jesus Christ and be thankful because I'll be honest with you folks, he's coming back and you all want to be ready for that day. Now in just a moment, uh, the, uh, the praise team's going to come back up here and be with us and lead us in a couple of more songs. But I'd like for you, if you would, to pray with me, please. Father, your uh, will is so important to us. Help us to be a part of that will. Not to uh, give up, but to give graciously. Help us to be one with the rest of the body of Christ. Help us to understand what the future holds within your kingdom. And Father, if you would, take care of the brethren here at uh, North Liberty. May each new week provide opportunities not just for service, but for encouragement and for care and for love. And we will thank you for that. And we will do it in the name of the one who has given so much to us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you found value in this message, then we want to encourage you to subscribe to this channel. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, then please share it with them. NLCC has another podcast called The Other Six, where we discuss what it looks like to have an everyday faith on the other six days of the week. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts, or there's a video version on our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening in and participating with us. We look forward to doing this again with you next week.